like we're wrapping up. Wrapping up this year of crying. Yeah, a lot of great guests again this year. Um, Which we have another one right we have now. Yeah, James from My Kid. Yes, sir. What does My Kid stand for? Uh, My Kid stands for Mentally Ill Kids in Distress. And we're a, a peer and family run nonprofit organization that helps children and families who um, are going through a behavior, who've been diagnosed with some type of behavioral health diagnosis. And uh, we help them navigate the systems. We help children with um, building their skill levels and um, helping parents. Sometimes parents with high needs children, they need a break. We provide respite for them. We provide family support. Uh, we provide free teen uh, youth groups. Uh, we provide uh, family support groups uh, here in Mojave County, uh, as well as throughout the state of Arizona and in Colorado as well. Wow. That, so no. you guys are doing the Lord's work, basically. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not, the, not the protesters we had yeah. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I had seen your signs on Beverly, but right. I never knew what it was. So yeah, that's what just one of our eight sites here in Arizona. Um, we have uh, sites in uh, Sierra Vista, Nogales, uh, Tucson, Castle Grand, uh, Phoenix, Yuma, uh, Kingman, and Bullhead, and then we also have a site in Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, wow. So, <clears throat> my wow. kid was formed in 1987. Our founder, Sue Gilbertson, um, her son back in 1985, had his own uh, diagnosis, and they found that it was just a struggle for parents to navigate the behavioral health system at that time. And so her family and friends got around her kitchen table, and here we are, you know, fast forward 36 years, and, and oh, so my kids. They, they're the ones who basically created it. Absolutely. Sue oh, Gilbertson, wow. uh, she, she recently passed away, but, um, you know, her friends and family are still part of our board and uh, the unique thing about my kid is that um, being a peer and family run organization um, a large a majority of our staff and board members and um, uh, people who work for my kid they all have some type of good life experience they either had a child that uh, has gone through the system um, some of our uh, youth peer sports all of them have been through some type of system, whether it's behavioral health, the foster system, um, you know, we work with, with uh, folks who really understand and have walked in, you know, those family shoes before. So. No, and I have, I have family members, young younger family members who um, need, you know, mental health care, and I find, especially in this area, mental, good mental health care is hard to come by. It can be. It, it really can be, and I think it's just in any, and you know, I think it's in any area where, um, you know, something that's in so much demand, um, and you know, we all have uh, all organizations like ours have that struggle of uh, funding and um, and finding the resources, um, but that's what we help them do, you know, whether it be a resource here uh, with my kid or a resource with you know another agency. Um, you know, we help them, we help make those connections and get families the services that they need. So. That's great. I mean, that, that is really good work. That is really important. Um, I know that we've talked to a few of the younger people here who have experienced mental health struggles. And, you know, especially being within this community, 
is that they don't feel like they have a lot of support. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> I think just organizations like ours um, creating safe environments for uh, for youth to, to be able to express just what's going on with them and and having somebody that will just actively listen to what they have to say and and you know, even if it's not giving some type of guidance just having somebody that they can go to to um, express their feelings you know especially after what our whole nation's been through in the last few years it's it's even more important that that kids have these resources um, that parents have these resources and that they're able, they're able to have a community that will help um, with whatever struggles they're having at the time. So. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate did you, did you, it. Do you, you have a website? We do. Uh, if you go to uh, www.mykid, that's M-I-K-I-D, dot org, um, you can see all of the services that we have there. You can learn uh, about the My Kid story and how we were founded. And um, it's just a, a great website that talks about all the services that we do and our staff, our, our great staff, and, and uh, the things that they do in communities throughout Arizona. Yeah. Well, we, we really appreciate the work that you do because... Um, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, we all struggle with, you know, depression and mental health issues from time to time. I think, At some point, I, all I, of us. Yeah, I, I think yeah. everybody's a little bit broken. Yeah. But it's good to see that there is help and support out there. Absolutely. And it's, in it's especially important with the younger folks. They don't, they haven't, they don't know that sometimes things like that pass, too. So it's like, Absolutely. it's better. It's really good that you're helping them. It always feels good to be able to provide a space that, that kids can, can uh, express themselves, um, learn how to cope with, you know, uh, the, the emotions that they have and in a positive way and that's what we're here to do yeah and we started this podcast about three years ago you know during the pandemic you know or there's nothing else to do hey we might as well start a podcast something that we were brainstorming for years and other than talking about the political end of it because it gets old one thing that we always discuss is mental health issues and you know trying to reach out people Absolutely. like that Absolutely, and it's so important in, in, in today to for folks to be um, active and talking to their legislators and and uh, talking to their state officials about you know how that money gets dispersed you know to organizations and how people access those services. Um, it's it's you know uh, it's very important to 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 lobby for those services as a community. And just, just a really quick story, you know, on, I was on Facebook the other day and um, on one of the local pages and there's this lady that was talking about, watch what books your kids bring home because my kid brought home a, a book that had a lot of suicidal and depression references in it. And I had said, well, it's great that you're looking out after your child and what they're reading, but don't you think that instead of taking this book off the shelf, let other parents decide what the kids read. And instead of banning the book, discuss these issues. If your child's reading something about suicide and depression, have an honest discussion with them about suicide and depression. Take, take the stigma out of it. And that is what real parenting is, rather than some parents just brush it aside. You know, like, suck it up. You'll feel better tomorrow. Sure, and... and you know, I, I think that's how we also help families is 
is we give them those resources that um, that they can utilize for you know to shape their own parenting styles and and to you know, make those excuse <coughs> empower them to make their decisions as parents. Um, and that's a big part of what we do with our family support programs. It's just empowering parents to um, to make those decisions for their children and uh, and help understand what their children are meeting their children where they're at. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us, and thanks for what you do. Thank you. Take care. We appreciate it. As we wrap up, I'll be probably 2023. We get to talk about food. Finally, finally, after three years, we have the bearded baker. Yay! How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. So, another successful event, despite the weather. You know, despite the weather, yes. yes. The weather was not as big of a problem as we thought it might be. And we're very happy that we got a little bit of rain. There was some dancing in the rain. Didn't drive anybody away, so we had a very successful event. Good, good. So, so we, we have to give a, give a plug to one of our favorite businesses here in town, West Third. Oh, yeah. Where one of the most delicious products. businesses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So what made you start this? Uh... Well, I worked for, uh, my business is a bakery business, and I worked for commercial bakeries for quite a bit, uh, for most of my life, actually. And a lot of commercial bakeries don't scratch bake anything. It's all frozen product or half frozen product. Um, so when I started my own thing, I wanted to do all scratch baking, which most of our stuff is, um, I'd say 90% scratch. Uh, we operate under the Cottage Law. If there's anybody out there that wants to know about Cottage Law, it's an amazing program in Arizona where you can bake out of your house and sell to the public. But they have certain rules that you can't make, like cheesecakes and stuff, so there's some things we can't do. Um, but 90% of our stuff is scratch made. And then um, I was friends with Sarah for a little while when she was opening up West of Third. And she was like, hey, can you make us some biscotti? So I started out with just you know little packs of biscotti, and then we started doing bread, and then I started picking up. So I'm very happy to be a part of West of Third family because it's, it's a storefront that I don't have to run but they get to, you know, I get to stock up my stuff there. So it's been a journey of like just little bits here and there building up. So you, you sell primarily at West of Third? Uh, that's our, our quote unquote storefront location because I don't have a storefront of my own. But we also right. offer delivery and custom orders and wedding cakes and um, lots of stuff on the side. So, so question, uh -huh. you mentioned cheesecake. Can you still get cheesecake? From you, if you or no, you're not allowed to get that. Not allowed to do cheesecakes. Oh. Anything that's cold holding um, that you would normally get at uh, a grocery store or a restaurant that requires a commercial food license of an inspection, I can't do that stuff. So anything that's shelf stable, I can do that. Then when are you getting your own shop? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. My boyfriend just did a tarot reading for me. We kind of asked that question, like, and the cards are basically like. No, it's time to start thinking about this. So, I mean, we'll we'll think about it. But it's so much overhead to do a storefront, and I right know. now it's like I don't have to pay any extra rent. I don't have Can to pay extra do utilities. Like with the pop-ups? Can you do that? Or um, we kind of live through pop-ups, like West of Third, and then our pop-ups. So, like the festivals we do, we do the farmers markets, um, and that okay. that's good for us right now. But in the future, to do a bakery, we have to do. Right now, it's just me and Robbie. So oh, okay. in the future, we're going to need staff to run the counter, you know, all the things that come along with that, extra equipment, rent, all that overhead. So 
Yeah. But it's getting it's getting busy enough to someday that's probably gonna have to happen. We'll probably have to do a storefront because me and Robbie can't do it forever by ourselves. Yeah, like so on one of our um, episodes, one of our guests brought us your um, brownies with the, the chocolate chip brownies. Uh-huh. And I was like, these are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So good. And I've had your bagels too. Fabulous. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank you. I'm like, you guys would do, I think you guys would do phenomenal if you, if you did get to the point where you were doing your own shop. Because then you add cheesecake into that. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And that was Robbie's point. He's like, you know, if you bit the if you bit the bullet and actually opened a storefront, you could do all these things that we can't or we're not allowed to do. Right. So that's a that's a pro to it as well. But Right. I've never had a bad thing from you. Oh thank you. Yeah. Like, and I think it would I think it would do well because there's not a lot of scratch baking. So if you if you were to go I'm not gonna name names, but the grocery stores in town, I've worked for them all. They all order their frozen product from the same thing, from the same distributors. So when you go to one place and eat their croissants, it's gonna taste the exact same way if you go somewhere else and eat their croissants because it's the same product. So when you get to scratch make it, you can put your own twist on it, you can make it how you wanna make it. Uh, it's not frozen, so there's definitely a taste difference, I feel like anyways, when you go to a place that's got homemade sauces or homemade, uh, which is all scratch made, there's a taste difference, you know? Right, so. yeah, well yeah, you're, I mean, the, both the brownies and the bagels were better than any of the stores. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So. Yeah, I totally agree. What got you into this? I've been a baker. I started out cake decorating when I was like 12 and 13. My mom knew how to make uh, little frosting roses, and I asked her to teach me how to make it. And from there, it was just like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to keep doing it. So I started decorating mostly. And I started getting weird requests for like a cake that looks like mountains or Betty Boop or something. <laughs> and then there was a show called The Ace of Cakes. I don't know if you guys ever saw that show. I think so. It was the coolest show that. on Food Network where they would make right. these extreme custom cakes and that's how I found out about fondant work and I fell in love with it and I wanted to do all this custom stuff. Um, I shadowed a guy at a famous bakery in Las Vegas called Freed's Bakery. They're on uh, Food Network now. I didn't get the job but I did shadow them for three weeks and I got a taste of like what bakery work is like and they made stuff from scratch there too and I remember the smells a lot. I was like I want to do that. I want to do that. And I kept kind of chasing that dream through the grocery stores, but that didn't happen because nothing is scratch made there. So it worked out that I got to do my own thing. So that's good though. I would say I've taught myself probably the last eight years or so all the scratch baking because I, I started out decorating. I didn't start out scratch baking. So it's right. been it's been a journey of teaching myself how to do all that stuff. And I'm still learning. Like there's I haven't gone to school or anything, so there's so much to learn. And when you don't go to school, you got to find out that stuff yourself you know youtube and the internet so it's a lot of work to figure it out but it's so much fun too or from your i should have made paid way more attention to my grandma she <laughs> she was a scratch baker like what you're talking yeah. about i mean she'd make all the pies for her bingo group oh yeah amazing oh yeah yeah so how did you get involved with you know all your friends here at pride um I worked for uh, Victoria Sugar Shack here in town, and my my best friend at the time, Ronnie. I mean, he's still one of my best friends, but now I have a lot of best friends. So one of my best friends, Ronnie, um, was friends with the those who were starting Pride. Uh, we went to Pride in Vegas, um, and then Willow, who's the president now, uh, I met her through this group of friends, and they wanted to start something local that was more family friendly and catered to more of the community needs, you know, kids' needs of having a safe space. And uh, I 
where I worked then, I offered the meeting room. And so I got to kind of sit in while they did their meetings and stuff. And I wasn't on the board then. And after that first year, I got to be a vendor when I was with Victoria Sugar Shack and just fell in love with the people who were doing it and fell in love with, you know, I I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had had this when I was these young, you know, these kids being able to run around with their flags and be who they are. Like, we didn't have that when I was a kid. And so no. I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And eventually I got to um, be good friends with Willow and was uh, invited to be on the board as a um, position to help make decisions. And since then it's just been, uh, I don't want to stop, you know. So yeah. it's well, been amazing. I mean, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Like I've been to, two, we've been to two of the Pride events now. And they, it seems like they get better oh, yeah. every year. And I would say, um, even though I don't do as much as everybody else, uh, I'm more of a like, you know, we need this from Walmart and I'll go run to Walmart. I don't do a lot of the organizing, but it feels this year like it was the easiest year we've had. Probably because we had a couple years under our belt already, so we know what to do. But it felt like we had a lot more help. Um, our king and queen, Alicia and Steven, have been a big part of the entertainment and alleviating some of that stress from Ronnie, who usually does most of it. Um, and there's been other people to help organize some stuff. So it wasn't quite as heavy a load as it was the last couple of years. And you Speaking guys of Ronnie, where is he? I believe he's on his way back home. Uh, he's he currently is in Casa Grande, <laughs> and oh, he's got yeah, his own small business. That's a drive. So I believe he's on his way home. Yeah, it's like which shows you the dedication. Like Taylor lives in Georgia, Ronnie lives in Casa Grande. Like they all traveled here for this event. So actually, the dedication of these few people who put this event on. Yeah, Casa Grande's like a five-hour drive yeah, between Tucson and Phoenix. I yeah. used to go there all the time, but I'm from Phoenix, so I used to go there to go um, to the outlet stores, which aren't as good as they used to be back in the day, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, this really is, you know, we've been doing this podcast for three years now, and this is by far the most fun that we have all year long. Oh, right on, right on. Doing it, and you know. And you know you're on the map when you had protesters. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was funny. We watched the videos of some of the the things they were saying. And because we did it, we've been doing it in June previously. And uh, I believe the park was already booked. And it got us thinking, we're like, wait, we don't have to do it in June. June's just traditionally Pride Month. It's so hot here. Like, why don't we just do it in May? It's not going to be as hot. It'll be better. And uh, <laughs> we were watching the videos that they had made when they were planning on doing the protest or the, the prayer circle, whatever they're going to call it. And uh, you purposely did it to trick them. Yeah, yeah, we were to trick them, <laughs> and they thought they had more time and like just as they were well funded and well organized. And it's like it's 4.5 people <laughs> putting this together, and we have to fight for every dollar that we put into this, you know? Right. Fundraising, and, and it's all year long of fundraising and finding the best deals on things and being you know mindful with the money that we do have and it's it's right. not a well-funded so you mean george soros did not fund this no no <laughs> like that would have to be one of their conspiracies, <laughs> one of their weird conspiracies. and it's been amazing that we don't have for an event this size we don't have a huge sponsor like that i mean we have right. unisource and waste management which are big helps but most of this aside from those big sponsors are the small community, small businesses. You know, most of the board has their own businesses that contribute. Um, 
all these vendors are all small businesses. Uh, West the Third donated to the fundraiser. They do whatever they can for promotion. Like it's really our small community um, that has put this put this on the map where it is. So we tried to bring in Bud Light, but there was a slight controversy. Yeah, yeah, we didn't like. Yeah, I mean, even our even our beer is local crafted beer. So local crafted and delicious. Oh yeah, absolutely delicious. Yeah, and so if you ever want to come on the podcast, if you ever have any new recipes, you want you want to test them out, we will. Okay, okay. Taste testers, like with that cheesecake. I'm a cheesecake freak. We'll have a we'll have a whole you know storefront beta testing group or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when yeah when you're gonna open the storefront, you gotta come on to promote it, and you know have a tasting, of course. It's gotta happen. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Gabe. Thank been a you, long guys. Time, yes. and, and we truly appreciate everything that all of you do. Thank you, and we appreciate. I you. never walked out of Sarah's shop without something. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys being here and, and doing what you do. I appreciate your brownies. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Gabe. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Bye. Oh, look at you. Ah, Fabulous oh, ears. With your ears. <laughs> I can hear. Introduce yourself. Oh, the microphone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hello, my name is Minnie Blue from Hulu Schools in Las Vegas. I'm here at the Miami, not Miami, Miami, sorry, but the Mojave Prize here in Kingsman. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm enjoying myself. I'm a jazz artist out of Las Vegas. I'm just here to enjoy myself. I have a booth over here called Divine Energy, and we're having a fabulous time. Great. First time here? First time here. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for coming down. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. So what do you do at your booth? What do you... Uh, we what sell you candles, um, salt rocks, body sculptures. It's amazing. Come by and check us out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Where are you originally from? Uh, um, California. Yeah? Of course. Uh, Sacramento? Okay. Yes, Sacramento. The state capital. Yes, state capital. Yeah, for 25 years. I grew up in the Southern LA area. Okay. Hawthorne. Okay. Yeah, I know how to live in Hawthorne about six years. Long Beach, LBC, PCH, all that. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us. Okay. All right, well, that looks like it's a wrap on Mojave Pride 2023. Another successful oh, Another Pride. successful one, and it looks like things are starting to slow down, and everybody's starting to pack up here. So I think we'll do the same. Slow down, so we're going to break down. Yeah. All right, so thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you again here next year. Thank you all. Okay. Love you all. Right, bye. Bye. bye.